beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to a very weird episode of Record Breakers. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan and no computer right now. Uh, here with me, of course, is my crew uh, right here in this corner. Uh, we have none other than Brett. I'm here on the uh, the, the 40 meters um, beaming okay. into you. Stop. Yes. We've got Drew. Hey, what's going on? And we've got Patrick. I, I think I'm recording this, which is weird. I think I think we're alone now. Uh, Doesn't seem to be so. anyone we're around. I hope so. lose another episode. <laughs> <laughs> the episode uh, three we'll, we would have lost. Yes. Uh, but Make that's the, you know, this episode is a, is a special episode, uh, an odd episode. We're kind of having issues, technical difficulties, not unlike uh, the AAA wrestling promotion. We're having technical difficulties. Uh, or like that Racer X song. Exactly. Uh, but we would hate to lose this episode because we're going to talk about some fun. We're talking about a really cool band, a really cool album. Uh, my pick, I'm the one that picked this album, uh, is Candlebox. Uh, we're talking about Candlebox's self-titled debut, uh, 1994 album. Kind of was a, a a nice little piece of the what eventually became the post-grunge puzzle of quite a few bands that came like in the mid-90s. Uh, that first phase that eventually became the next phase for a bunch of really bad stuff. Uh, but some interesting bands in that time. And Candlebox was one of those really cool, interesting bands. Uh, I like this album because I sing a couple of songs to these from this album in karaoke. I remember listening to these songs when I was a when I was however old I was at the time on ninety four nine Zeta. You know, listened to uh, quite a couple of these songs amongst other things. It's just a it's just a sound I remember fondly in an, an album that I still dig. Uh, and mainly, I was just curious what to see. What do y'all would think? Uh, let's start with uh, Patrick. Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I know Candlebox's hits. I know they have that song where they go, yeah, 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 yeah. Except it's not quite that, but that one. And I, like, I've heard some Candlebox. I've never listened to a record of them. I just know they're kind of in that mid-90s, grungy, but with a little more metal thrown onto it kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew. What expectations did you have coming to this album? Well, I knew way less than uh, Patrick over here did. I knew next to nothing. I knew the name of uh, Candlebox. I knew they came in that sort of um, almost mid-90s, like, Seattle sound. Um, and that they were they were the band that weren't the, uh, weren't the, the, the name. But they were one of those ones that was like right up there. It wasn't your Nirvana's, your Pearl Jam's, your Stone Temple Pilots. It was, but it was like right there on the cusp of being remembered as that. And it was a name that within 
the uh, rock community within the grunge community was well respected, but that's about what I knew about Candlebox. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Brett, I'm curious, what expectations did you have coming to this album? <laughs> I, I, w- I was a little more familiar. Um, I was there when it happened. Actually, my uh, the the guy who was my first guitar teacher, uh, he was about 16 at the time and had a Candlebox songbook of this album, uh, and was working through it through the entire time that he was teaching me. Um, I, I was never into Candlebox at the time. I preferred either harder or grungier bands. Uh, and you know, shortly after, you know, I went whole hog on the punk scene. But you know, I, I a couple of these songs get radio play regularly on you know every single day that I'm at work. So uh, you know, I I've never had to dig into it because so much of what you hear is on here. But uh, I was looking really forward to listening to this to shore up the the gaps because. This album has some a lot of songs on it. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it has a lot of songs and a lot of style. Uh, I mean, it has one big style with a lot of peppering in of other kind of styles. It's like it's very post grunge. Kind of laid the groundwork of what was going to become the sound for the mid '90s, like on rock radio, like you know your collective souls and your like later silver chairs and your you know kind of like other bands of the like you know your seven mary threes you know and stuff like that uh yeah those some names i remember some <laughs> uh dude what, what about temple of the dog uh temple of, no there was temple of the dog predates yeah, this by like five years <laughs> i i when it comes my turn i have opinions about the sound of this album <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it bring and it, and of course like post like is what known as post grunge it builds off of what was constructed throughout the grunge kerfuffle uh and this album adds a lot of different sounds it adds a little bit of a of different mixes of other stuff like rock and roll, a little bit of blues, but mostly just subtle things, mainly post grunge with peppering and some other cool, like diverse aff- affectations, if you will. Uh, but I'm curious as what well, how you guys, because I'm not very good at verbalizing things. So I, I'm, I'm guessing you guys will have some better thoughts. Patrick, I'll go to you. What themes and elements caught your attention about this record? Um, This is Dollar Store Alice in Chains is the sound I would describe. It is not Alice in Chains, but it is trying to be that sort of, don't call it grunge, but it has a lot of grunge to it, but it's a little more metallic than, than say, Nirvana or Pearl Jam or Soundgarden, where they're sort of, you know, it, it, it has a little more of the guitars being a little heavier. It, it's, there's a, there's a distinct, uh, likeliness that these guys really, really loved 80s metal, both like thrash and the hair metal scene. Like, I feel, I feel like they're, they're trying to be their own guns and roses more than anything, more than like the rest of the Seattle sound. I'll have you um, know, guns and roses was neither metal nor hair. They had hair. <laughs> they, they came from LA. They, they sort of latched onto the tail end of that scene. And they kind vague. of rebelled against everything that that stood for in any in every way, but that and, neither here nor there. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's there are good songs on this record, and they're all the ones you probably already know. Um, but it it sounds sometimes an album from this era sounds still sounds really good to me, and sometimes an album from this era sounds like everything that made this era end. 
And I feel like this leans a little heavily on the uh, this was the 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 downward uh, slope of the the grunge uh, graph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting way to put it. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the themes and elements to, that caught your attention? Wow. I thought I was going to be the one that was going to be the dick about this record, but apparently I'm <laughs> wrong. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's post grunge, but to me, when I listen to something, if I'm like, it's more of the tone. Uh, what tone am I getting out of it? And this is right in the wheelhouse of that 90s grunge movement. It just is. Um, and that's fine. But the good thing about this is it has a little more flair to it. Um, it's got the tone and it gets the overall feel of a grunge record. But it lets itself explore a little more. Um, it lets itself go more places than, say your Pearl Jams or your Nirvana's might go, right? They're, they're actual guitar solos. Let me, let me say that again. They're actual good guitar solos. Um, and I was very, very surprised by that. Um, and I would say that Kenyon Martin, no wait, wrong Martin, Kevin Martin, uh, basketball fans can get a chuckle out of that one. Um, yeah. my, <laughs> that was for PD specifically. Um, Kevin Martin to my ear is, probably a better singer to come out of that era of Seattle than a lot of them. Um, it, he sounds really solid, at least on this. Um, and I would put him up against any of them to come out of, uh, Seattle at that time. And he could stand the test of them. Uh, and that was really cool to me. Um, but grunge is still not my thing. Um, it just, isn't really the genre is not my cup of tea. Um, and like when, uh, Brett is reviewing something from Patrick, I, I kind of knew I was going to be hunting for some gold in, in them, their Hills. Uh, and I think I found some, it was, it was really overall, uh, fun for me to do that, go into a genre. I'm not really huge on, uh, and see what I could pick out. It's still for my ear. Uh, ended up a little bit sounding like, eh, I've heard it before. But at the same time, there were parts where it would veer off in the left field. And I was like, oh, okay. I get why, I get why this is different and I get why they have a right to be in, in what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, I'm curious. What themes on them has caught your attention about this record? You know, my notes, who needs notes? I, I wrote a bunch of stuff. Who needs it? Because you guys are wrong. Uh, this this was like in the era of grunge. Grunge was still selling T-shirts at every store. People were still into stuff. 1994, there was no post yet. This is a band that is a rock band that had a producer that was like, we can't sell rock. We got to grunge it up. So this is an album that, like, if it came out in 1989, would have been able, this album completely through, even the blues song, would stood on would have stood on its own without a single grunge tone to it. Or uh, you know, adding to the the culture of the town that it was from, they were just too late, and that stuff just wasn't selling because the grunge movement wasn't about skill, it wasn't about being the best musician, it was being about the best performer, and these guys have more of like a Black Crows feel to them than uh, than than Pearl Jam. They're definitely not you know 
they're better musicians than the genre that they got bundled with. But I think they were doing something to uh, get themselves the most play that they possibly could because they were never going to be included into the, the genres, uh, real, you know, tight group of people. 1994, you know, there, there were, there were still, you know, a lot of good grunge albums that sold a lot of good money, uh, you know, during that year and following years. And, you know, it wasn't until people started dropping off or, you know, completely trying to change their sound that we, we sort of grabbed a hold of stuff on a, on a major way. But I remember at that time being like, you know, that the, there are some bands that just don't have the same sound. And this is one of those. Uh, I think that there was just no place for, at that time, you, you were either rock or you were alternative. And uh, this is, this is somewhere in, in the middle where uh, they, they just were a little too slow to get to the scene or, you know, they didn't wait long enough. But this, I, I really think that this is a, a, an album that is a story of a, of a band with the wrong genre slap to it. Um, you know, that being said of, of, of the parts in it there, yes, there are guitar solos. There are very, very long songs, not really a thing that I think of with the uh, contemporaries of the time. Um, and there's tone. Um, even, even though they do fart it up some there's, there's, you know, it's, it's not completely stomp as the, uh, as the backing percussion, it, it's 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 got something there to it. They definitely were told to go in a certain tonal range, and I think if this was uh, produced differently, this would be a completely different album. I to to back that up. Um, that's I brought up. I brought up Nirvana and Pearl Jam because those are the grunge names, right? But there's that other band that's the offshoot that I always thought was better musicians all around as far as that goes and that was stone temple pilots and i was getting more stone temple pilots than i was the other grungier acts um yeah and they were also a band that had to like sound like other people and then decided not to sound like other people right because they got made fun of on on by by somebody of one of the vjs that said like i was like um oh crap Whoever was hosting, I think, one of those shows that they had all the alternative bands on there. I don't remember. I'm, 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 uh, Adam maybe. Curry. Um, oh, God, uh, Adam Curry. Let's not bring up Adam Curry. He'll make fun of us. And then uh, This was long after Adam's time. He was yeah, too yeah, busy buying up domain names at this time. Yes, trying yes, to exactly. try to sing our uh, theme song. Might have even been Ricky Rackman. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, well, let's not Serena tell Serena Alchul. Uh <laughs> Kurt Loader. Um, <laughs> yes, let's just throw out names. Kurt Loader. Uh, it was Puck. It was totally Puck. Carson Daly. What, like, why are we naming these people? <laughs> I don't know. Because we're because we're because <laughs> I'm in this room. Because I got throw pillows. It was Senior Pinfield. But yeah, you do have some throw uh, pillows. Pinfield? Throw it to someone. That a, that's the name we're gonna bring up. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on to the thoughts. songs. Uh, there's obvious, there's some obvious songs to pick out, of course, like things like Left Behind, You, those like the, the singles. Uh, there's also some really cool songs like Change, uh, that, that has a really cool sound to it. Uh, there's, you know, uh, remember correctly, Mother's Dream? Uh, cause I don't have the song names in front of me, I'm just yes, remembering. I'll just remember it. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's things like Cover Me. Uh, 
It's just some really cool tracks that I think have some really cool range once you kind of drill down to them, including, like I said, the songs that I sing karaoke regularly when I'm at karaoke. I haven't been in a while. I really need to go back like Far Behind and You, uh, which are just rad to like belt out like an idiot uh, at karaoke in front of a bunch of people who are lost and confused and want you to get off stage. Uh, But you don't care because you're having fun. Uh, But yeah, some cool tracks. Patrick. What would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention, good or bad? Um, so, I, like, like I said, I didn't hate every song on this record. The singles are kind of good, maybe partially because they are the soundtrack of my childhood. Like, You is a song that like I've heard a thousand times on alternative radio, and it still gets played. It's got a decent hook. It, you totally understand why it was a hit song. Like, it is how to make a pop rock song in the 90s that's going to sell a bunch of records. Listen to you. Um, and Far Behind. It's, it's, I, it probably, if it's probably, I suspect, the song they close their shows with, or it's the one that everyone's there to hear. Cause that's Far Behind is the song I personally associate with Candlebox. And I, the, this is what I wrote about. I said, this is a good example of a simple song that is more than the sum of its parts. Like, all together, it just works and it ends up being a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention? Well, popping off really quick was Don't You on, on the album to me. Like, it popped out to me really quickly because it sounded like it was a bit ahead. Um, like Brett alluded to, if there was alt and there was rock before there was alt rock, um, and before like alternative rock radio was a thing. And I feel like if Candlebox would have made their name in the late nineties instead of the early nineties, something like don't you would have been the hit more than, uh, far behind and then getting the far behind, far behind, there was something underlying there that was good, but it was like kind of meandered for me up until the guitar like came in and was freaking great um i i would love more of that and then the part that got me and like sort of let me know like where these guys were as far as like a headspace goes was arrow um it's they came out candlebox came out in nine this album came out in 93 if i've got my years correct 94 and 94? 94. They started recording in 96, but yeah. Okay. Well, even so, like that block of years, right? Um, and all their peers from uh, their area, the Seattle scene, pretty much. This song feels to me like a giant contradiction to all of them. Um, because it's... They weren't that scene wasn't caring about being musicians, right? And those type of musicians, when they go into the studio, it's let's bang out the song and like, let's get it out there and let's be done. Whereas that arrow felt like they sat in the studio and really thought it through. It's the, it's the difference between the punk band going into the studio and like a rock band going into the studio, trying to create while they're in the studio and that, to me, was cool and enough to set them apart from all of their peers um, in it. Even if it wasn't for me, like, this is the song that, like, I can look at and be like, okay, this is a band that might not hit my regular rotation, but damn it, I respect you. So. 
<laughs> That's kind of like kind of like your, what you said about Lady Gaga. I hate you, yeah. but, but goddamn, I respect you. <laughs> God damn it, I respect you. <laughs> uh, that's a nice thread to 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 need uh, to uh to I'll forget the verb. Uh Brett, what would be some of the key tracks? Well, <sighs> let's go with the hits because that this album is something that is nothing if not memorable in the fact that the three songs get played on the radio sometimes. Um, a lot of the, there's a reason why the wheat got pulled from the chaff. Uh, and it's such a, a very broad mix of songs because um, Far Behind, uh, you know, is, you know, it's a song that's haunted guitar centers across space and time. Uh, uh, it does have some earworm quality, but it's, you know, it's nothing that I automatically find as good. I think of it more as filler and rock radio between the you know shorter tracks that get played more often, uh, you know it it's uh, it's simple and, and five minutes long. It it, it is a time filling song, but uh, you know it, it had a, a a guitar solo that that shouldn't be understated. Um, but uh, you know overall it's not all bad. Uh, you know rain. Uh, it is straight up blues jam. Um, the I mean the guitar work is pretty cool. Um, it's no more or less cool than you know your regular jam session at the Slippery Noodle on a Friday night. But uh, you know I I kind of this was the point where I was like the added heaviness and grunginess that was tacked on made this song less of a good thing at the time. It's probably the thing you would do to sell you know get a platinum single. Um, or something you had to do some stuff, but I think that it the song would have stood on its own without the added you know extra square waves thrown at every guitar and bass. But uh, cover me. Um, this is this is a song that came about five years too late. Um, the you know it, it it did not impact as much as it could have, although it did. Uh, if you shuffled up the drums and put a little less grunge tone, you you would have had a very 80s GNR-esque, like, you know, strum rock. Um, you know, it, let, let's, I hate to do this, but let's go to just how weird this album is to try and, like, how this band probably had trouble figuring out what genre they wanted to be in. Uh, here's a list of the bands that this, uh, this band, Candlebox, has toured with <laughs> uh, from the Wikipedia article. We have let's such bands as Living Color, The Flaming Lips, our Lady Peace, Rush, Henry Rollins, Aerosmith, Godsmack, Metallica, Radiohead, The Offspring, Sponge Seaweed Hinder, Suicidal Tendencies, and Danzig. <laughs> I, I have no <laughs> kidding. I've no yeah, kidding that, that, seen uh, five of those bands live. Well, technically, I saw Henry Rollins just being Henry Rollins, but still. Yellow Mountains? Yep. I mean, what in what world is Danzig and Rush gonna be like? You know, the the or Living Color and the Offspring and Hinder. But it, yeah. it's just I, I, this this album it has all the pieces. All these songs have all the pieces to a puzzle. It's just the, the wrong puzzle. Uh, yeah. They're they're they it's back when the, if this the music industry was like it is today, a broken mess where you know there's way more noise out there and nobody's curating sounds this this album may have been made differently it still probably 
wouldn't rock my world, but it's it would be a different thing than the music industry of the early to mid '90s. And damn, uh, these 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 songs. I'm still surprised somebody is telling the the radio stations to play these, and yeah. they're still making plenty of royalties off of these songs because if you look on their uh, their producer credits for this album, Candlebox got a a, a, yeah. a producership. <laughs> On this album, so so you know at least everybody's still getting some money, but yeah. man, I I just I'm glad that 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 is a time that came and went, and uh, another band that this harkens back to. They could have been Ugly Kid Joe, they yes. could have, <laughs> they could have been, but they weren't. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, but let's go back around the horn, get some final conclusions. Uh, Patrick, what would you say? Is your conclusion about the album overall? Uh, this album sounds like it's time, which isn't all bad, honestly. Like, I love a lot of music. 1994 is one of the great years in music, just how many legendary albums were released. There's a lot. Um, I think in, in that crowd, this, this gets a little overshadowed, but it's, it's an album that has its moments. It has some good songs. Um, they they can play in their instruments, which like Brett said, this is, you know, like I, I enjoy Nirvana more than a lot of people, but I'm not one of those Nirvana people, but like Nirvana's strength was not their musicianship. It was Kurt wrote really, really like good songs that people liked. Dave Grohl hit the shit out of drums and Chris Novoselic could play a bassline. That was Nirvana. There, it wasn't about their musicianship. This band plays better than that. But the style just doesn't do it for me. But, you know, go listen to it. As Brett would say, when he's trashing one of my albums, go listen to it and form your own opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I told nobody to listen to... Uh, to Glassjaw, uh, I know. Glassjaw. I know. Let it be known. Nobody, I, I know. nobody, nobody, nobody knows that, though. Nobody well, knows that. That episode well, we, never we, happened. We, we, did, we did do the makeup. I think I've makeup. spent more time re- referencing my review and how it's like a, it was like a, a better it was worse than a uh, fart through a tuba um, than yeah. the entire length of the actual recording of that episode. So yes. you know I think people know our opinions on said album and Squiggles. By the way, uh, guess what? She didn't like it. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, Drew, what is your conclusive thought on this album? Um, like I said, um. This was, this is a tone and a sound that's not really uh, for me, but the musicianship is there. There is, there's music you can go into and definitely respect it. And that's sort of what I get out of this. And that to me is really, really cool. Um, If you're one of those going to speak to an audience, I'm not a hundred percent sure we have, Um, (laughs) but if, but if you're one of those, I'm speaking of, the demographic. Um, if you're one of those kids that feels cool now because you're listening to, say, Nirvana or uh, Stone Temple Pilots and you don't know Candlebox, but you love those grunge bands and you haven't really d- dived into it, do yourself a favor and do it because the sounds and the musicianship might open your mind up to more things to come um and that to me is really cool when a when a group of musicians can do something in any genre that can then open up other genres respect for sure 
Um, and Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Um, well, you know, on, only uh, Seth deals in absolutes. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, this if you're the age, let's say, closer to myself and Petey's age, or slightly older, or if you're a weirdo that was into things that came before you, um, you probably have heard most of what needs to be heard off of this album. Um, if, if you want to dive deeper, dive deeper. Um, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, it's obviously not the worst thing we've had you listen to, audience <laughs> member. Um, but, you know, if, if you weren't there, if you did not remember that 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 time when, you know, you couldn't get on, well, you could, but you like music was so much different back then. The industry was different. The way people got noticed was different. You know, Go back and put your put your mind in the place where you know that this album would have songs on the Airheads films soundtrack yes. or you know other such notable uses of Steve Buscemi. I don't know. Um, but l- listen to it. I it's it's not it's not going to rock your world. If it does, tell me. But I'm gambling. That when you know, let, let's just say Squiggles, you know, the Everyman. Yes. Uh, when, when, what, Hold the, on. The, I was yeah. gonna say uh-huh. there is nothing not about Squiggles is the Everyman. He, he's the he's the measuring stick for the audience, I guess. I, we're I, not I, using. Well, we're he's not our sole audience member. Literally. So be honest. Well, but, okay. Squiggles, I love you. Don't get this twisted. We're not using literally the whitest kid I know. <laughs> who's, but, uh, who's who's 23 years older than he really is yeah i mean he the kid's not even able to drink legally in most places but um no, no i mean go listen to this i mean it's 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 out there it's readily available kinda um if you know where to look you can find it um it's it it should be known that this album is is sort of chunked up and like there's there's probably a story behind why it's so difficult to find thi- of, of all albums this one, but yes. uh, you know go go find it. It's it's a thing, and you need yeah. to know it. It's it, it's good for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's not. I wouldn't put this on a pedestal like I would other albums. Like I you know like I would the Clash and I would other you know kind of uh, things like that. I put on the show. Uh, and I mainly put this on the show just to see what you guys would think, just because this is a really cool, interesting album uh, that does work on a few levels. And, you know, I, it has songs I like and I sing, <laughs> even though my, my voice is terrible. Uh, and I do it for fun. It, it has a lot of fun elements to it. It has a lot of fun songs, uh, quite a few fun songs. I still enjoy listening to it on the way to work, uh, you know, from Spotify and just kind of jamming out to it. Uh, you know, and I think it's worth checking out. You might dig it. You might be able to add a few songs to your, like your grunge playlist, you know, your like nineties playlist or your post grunge playlist, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and you might be inspired to check out some other cool bands from that time. Like, like I, like I said, collect a soul or, you know, other bands and or stuff. Pennsylvania's like, own live. Or yeah, like uh, when we were listening to this before the show started, Shakira. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was a great little mix-up between two like-minded musicians. 
Yes, exactly. Um, yes. That being said, it, it's a fun album worth checking out. It may not be your cup of tea, and it's not exactly world-changing, but it's a cool little record. Uh, and that's I think that's all I would have to say about that album. Uh, now we get into the main event of the evening. Uh, and it's, no, it's not these store pillows. Those, those are just... It's just icing on the cake. Those uh, are and ass throw pillows. Though. Yeah, I, I got to give you credit. The throw pillows are on point. That, I'm just down with the, to my the robin egg blue wall and the uh, and the, the the drapery is just absolutely stunning. But you know, all credit goes to my aunt Magali, uh, Maggie. Uh, she she did did all this. She's a fantastic decorator. Uh, spends her days that uh, she's not at work watching HGTV. So that's you know, her thing. I um, I use the term ball and ass and throw pillows in sentence. Can we please move on to haikus? Well, hold on. Yes. I gotta get some bomb ass Pentecostal music over your way. Yes. I'm sure. Yes. 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 I'm still waiting yes. for some bomb ass Pentecostal music. God, if we if we if we titled these episodes, that we don't. If we titled these episodes "Ball and Ass Throw Pillows," would be the 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 title of the episode. <laughs> Title it like an episode of Rocky and Bullwinkle, Candlebox, Dash Candlebox, or Ball and Ass Throw Pillows. Right. <laughs> or... <laughs> uh, that being said, let's let's move on to our haikus. Uh, let's pull ourselves together. Uh, Adult. Okay. Uh, let's go same order. Patrick. What is your haiku? Band from Seattle. Discount Ben Allison Chains. Milk Toast Grunge Metal. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Went in for silver, but found a few pieces of gold in the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? It ain't all that bad. Solid rock and roll music. It just ain't the grunge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my haiku, uh, post-grunge music, men, touches of diversity, some cool hard rock sounds. Uh, and that's it for our thoughts on Candlebox uh, and their self-titled album. Go check it out. It's on the Spotify playlist. Uh, we'll make it work. It's, it's a weird thing. It's in part of a collection, so we'll just have to like put it one by one or something. I don't know how it works. Uh It'll be on there. Also on there is going to be the next album, uh, and it's going to be provided by none other than Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us next week? So it's still summer, and I want to bring you one of my favorite albums of the summer because it feels like an album of the summer to me, uh, Best Coast and their album California Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be an interesting discussion. I, I don't think we'll have the throw pillows then, but uh, I might steal them. Who knows? I might put him in my room just for fun. Uh, that being said, that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. Of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at HeyBittyBabbardHIPBITYBIBBARD. Drew is at Exclusive for X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at Four Record Breakers. That's the number four. Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Road TV on YouTube. 
We're on iTunes, Stitcher, like I said, YouTube. Subscribe, share. Let people know we're here doing fun stuff. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, until next time, hasta los huevos. Bye, y'all. Toodaloo. <laughs> Jesus. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have at least some sense of normalcy. Uh, the, the word for that is normality, um, but I, I will accept in a world where Webster's Dictionary has uh, interpretate and uh, supposedly interpretate? I, I actually, I'm not sure about interpretate. Interpretate. Oh, we'll kill somebody. Strategic. I will go out tonight. Murder Aaron Rodgers. Don't know Aaron why Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> well, the, the fact that you're being uh, the, the benefactor of your crime would be the Bears. Um, yeah. I, I can't hold with that.